S-A-M-I-R-Y-E. Sammy Rye here with another one of those podcasts with Sammy Rye. This week, we're going to talk about some great things that happened for me. I got my first map published in Fortnite. That's right. Right now, you can go play my map. I made it with my daughter, Sammy Rye and Ninjelly Tag, teaming it up. Club Rescue's name of the map. I have a creator code I can share with you guys if you really want. I'm already working on a new update. As soon as I saw it was published, I said, I got to go. I got to make a new update to it. Boom. So I'm really excited about the second update already coming to it. I got through the process. I figured out how to do it. Very proud about that. We're going to talk about that some. We're also going to do Music of the Week, Movie of the Week. And also talk about some shows I'm getting into. I got into Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I know you're thinking that's an old show, but they got a new season coming out. I think it's June 9th this this, um, this uh, month, this week, basically, about nine days. And yeah, and I'm Broad City is another show I want to talk about. Plus, a decent movie I saw this week that I enjoyed. But also, you know, listening to some things that Quentin Tarantino and Channing Tatum was saying made me really question the validity of the movies coming out on streaming services. We're going to talk about that because it's a complex thing where you like a movie, but th- there's a little bit of a, a problem with them coming straight to streaming. That's what the episode is going to be about this week. I hope you guys are enjoying it. I hope you guys, thank you so much for making it to this episode with me. Let's do it. So I finally got approved by Epic Games. I got my first Fortnite map published. It is live now. Um, if you guys want a link, I'll probably start putting it in the Discord. Or you could like DM me or whatever. I guess I'll start you know, advertising it soon. I have a, a trailer I'm working on for it. And, um, and I'm already working on like the first update. It was a great feeling to have the map published. Um, I had to jump through a lot of hoops. You know, like their process for figuring out how to get... You know, um, the maps online, so you, they, they are, how they call them, the experiences, to get your experience online. You have to, like, go through this process where they don't tell you, like, every single rule because they don't want people exploiting the system. So, like, I remember at one point I had put a map up and my map had got rejected and I didn't know why. And then, on like, in the interface, they didn't tell me. So I put the map up again. I, like, took the video off of it and it got rejected again. I didn't know why. So then I finally found a customer support, which was actually pretty good, but it was not easy to find. And um, found out they've been sending me emails, but my email is like so cluttered. I didn't realize they're sending me emails saying it was actually like the cover picture that was rejected. But they didn't say what was wrong in the cover picture. Well, I inferred that it probably was because I was advertising that you can get Battle Pass XP in the map. And I read over the terms and conditions a bunch of times. And that was the only thing I could think of that maybe um, wasn't something that they'd be cool with. But it wasn't, like, very clear. Like, it didn't say, in the, and, like, don't say that you can get XP in the map. I've seen maps that have said similar things. At least I feel like I have. Um, but also, their terms and conditions may have changed since the last time I saw those maps. So, you know, figured that little thing out. That was the last thing. And about three hours later, finally had got approved. Um, which sucked because I didn't put the video on there. So I have to like, I'm going to re-upload it again. But as soon as I got that approval, I had that like euphoric, you know, feeling of accomplishment. And I instantly went back to working on <laughs> the next update for the map. Um, because I knew now it was possible. I'd seen it. I'd seen it in the Fortnite ecosystem. And I was like, I know like what I want to do next to this map. And it was great because like it just started off being a simple map that I wanted to do. Um, but I had ideas that, you know, ah, if people like it, I'll expand on it. But then I was like, well, before I even like show it to people, like really advertise it or promote it, let me just start expanding on it right now. So I like, dove right back in 
Um, and it's something I could literally do all day. Like I can, you know, uh, you know, sit down and lose myself in that creative process and figuring out how the systems work. Um, I feel like it's challenging and I feel like it's challenging in a way where it's logical. You can figure out how to make anything you want happen. I guess I can say anything, but like either you can figure out how to make it work or you can kind of adjust what you want. Um, so like, for example, the game as it stands now, if you guys go play it, it's the best like two out of three rounds. I pictured it like basketball, like showing up and playing a game like to 10 or like, or 20 or whatever. And you're like shooting hoops with a friend one-on-one. But with shooting, so like this idea that you go into a room, there's a bunch of targets, but you guys can hit the same targets. If I hit the target, you can't hit it. So there's a bit of a strategy there. Well, if you know, we hit the room um, and I hit you know, the left side, you hit the right side, not a big deal. But if I'm on the left side and I see you over there on the right side and I start picking off your targets, you're not going to have targets to shoot. You're going to have to run around and move. So while I'm picking up your points, if I can hit the, the, the targets... Um, you have nothing to shoot at unless you get an angle and start shooting at my targets. And there's not a whole lot of them to pick from. They're kind of spread out amongst this nightclub setting. So I thought that was a cool like way to kind of play the game. Um, and then I thought, well, you know, how can we expand on this? So originally the game, the game system has a round system. Was well, so why I don't want rounds. I want this to be a place that like the player can stay here after they win or lose and just keep on playing. Like if you're hanging out at the basketball court, well, now how do you make the game where you can play against each other without the round system that's built into the game? So I tried a bunch of stuff and experimented with it, and I kind of got what I wanted, but not exactly what I wanted. Um, yeah, and oh, I'm exhausted actually talking about it. Cause excuse me for yawning like that, but I'm, I'm gonna leave that in the podcast. You guys can hear. I'm I'm tired. I think I put like I don't even know, maybe like eight hours into it today. I didn't even eat dinner. I love it. I love that kind of stuff where I can get lost in something like that and um really really just you know get into it. And I mean I have a whole other map I'm working on, a much much larger map that um my God now that I think about it you know it's gonna be quite an experience. I highly recommend it, man. I mean, it's I dabbled with the Fortnite map creator over the years, and I really felt like it just didn't really have much that you can do. I feel like now you can make some pretty decent experiences, and it's only getting better. Um, in in on the ninth, actually, about um about seven days, I guess, or no, about eight days. On the ninth, they're actually introducing another update that kind of changes how it works and adding some other things, and we don't even know yet what they're going to do for the next season which is happening on the ninth, also. So some big changes to be coming to creative even again. Um, so I definitely recommend to you guys, you know, I let my da- my daughter kind of always just mess around with it. My mindset with her um, is just, she's just kind of introducing herself to the concepts. And just that, without really even much structured education, um, she picks up so many different ideas and she figures things out. Um, and she had, she had this cool thing today where she made a train and I never seen it. She had made a train move and she did it relatively fast. Like she had got, you know, two objects to move together and then she just duplicated the objects and put them in a line. So she had five copies of the objects moving together. So that's 10 objects moving together. And it was, it was such an efficient way to go about it. And it looked like a train. I was like, I have never seen someone do a train map. Um, you know, she was inspired by a music event that she got to experience when she was younger for Tones and I where you're basically on top of was kind of like a train. I never could tell if the level was moving or if the, the train was moving, but you're on top of it running around. So you might be on top of just a platform because you can't go into the train, but she wanted you to be able to go into the train. 
So she made it move slow, and you could like walk out into the grass and hop into other train carts. But it was cool having like an environment that moved. Um, I had never seen that. So if it like crawls across the level or something, um, and she even had a great idea where like you know she wanted um, this one kind of compartment that you you'd be in it as the train moved, but she couldn't figure out how to get out of it. So she put a teleporter at the end of the map. So when the, the train arrived, it arrived and like like drove through the teleporter. So the teleporter was now inside the train, and then you could step into the teleporter and get out the train. I mean, it's genius. She's seven years old. I'm like, I love that kind of stuff. I love seeing that kind of stuff from her. Um, and that's one of those things where, you know, I don't let her play a lot of video games. But, you know, when she's doing that, when she's working on music or drawing, she can do that as long as she wants. Um, and it, it really pays off for her. So definitely, I was encouraging you guys, you know, fire it up. Watch some YouTube videos. Try it out. You probably have a system that can play Fortnite. Um, and get in there and make something. I, I saw some statistics that show there's only 5,000 creators. And now all 5,000 of those creators are making really great maps. Um, I already saw that, you know, there's really a handful, maybe about eight or nine people I can tell, that make a lot of the popular maps. That's ridiculous considering the, the money pool that Epic's saying they're going to share with the, the people that are, you know, creating experiences um, I don't want to say do it for the money and even Epic tells you when you sign up, don't do it for the money because you don't know how many people are actually going to play your experiences. There are some strict rules about how you advertise your maps. Um, so I want to do some stuff on YouTube and I'm like going over the contract over and over again or the terms of service, I guess you would say over and over again, trying to make sure I don't violate anything. Um, cause even like when you're not on there, like people can report you. So I'm on YouTube making a video. Um, if I don't do, you know, the video right um, they could like ban you or something like that. So you have to be careful like how you go through it. And it's not a big terms of condition. I think, again, it's one of those things you have to really just be vague about like, you know, what it's kind of vague, like what you can do, what you can't do. But I'm super excited about it. It's definitely something I like too because you can do it from start to finish by yourself. Like my daughter helped me with the map I'm working on. I'm helping her with her maps. Um, but ultimately, she can work on her maps. I can work on my maps. We don't have to do it together. And then we want to hook up. I can jump in there, help her do some things. Um, she's even bringing her own skill set now to to the the experience where she might come in and she'll have ideas and stuff like that that I might not have or be able to do something for me that um, saves me time. It's awesome. It's an awesome way to hang out with friends and be creative. Um, I mean, there's there's really not any downside to it, at least not one I've experienced yet. And I'm definitely over 100 hours into the process um, by accident just because I enjoy it. I really can enjoy it. I can lose myself um, being creative and trying to think of things. And super excited about all the other things we could do in the future. So yeah, definitely check it out. Check out Fortnite Creative. And again, um, I'll, I'll, I think I'll, I'll wait for the updates to start advertising the map heavily. But if anyone wants to play it, it is live. And I have sent the front code around or the map code around to some people. And I could post it maybe in Discord if you guys want to check it out. Music of the week. This week we're doing Kanye West, um, his song... We Major, featuring Nas. Um, and I picked that song because it was so funny. It was, it was that surreal experience, like I just mentioned in the Fortnite, um, you know, getting the map published, seeing the map up there next to all the other official maps, next to, you know, the maps made by Epic themselves and the other top maps, seeing it there. Um, I took a picture and sent it to my friend, and that was the song I had in mind. Like, it just popped in my head, like, oh, we made it, which, of course, I know we didn't make it. It's just the first map, right? But it's just such a cool feeling to see that up there. Um, especially I've been playing Fortnite for, I don't know, two or three years, maybe longer now. 
um, it was just crazy to see that actually get done and get published and get approved or whatever. Um, yeah. So the song We Major by Kanye West, you know, came on in my head. And I sent it to my friend just joking. Like, you know, that's so funny uh, how that can feel, right? How you can feel like, oh, wow, cool. Like, this is great. And I think that song is a great song for that moment. It's it's not um, it's not like um, a lot of songs, I think, that fit that exact theme. Because even like when he's saying we major, I'm sure to him on some level, he's he's saying it like it's, um, it's real. But I think the, the chorus and stuff kind of implies, you know, it, it's just how people feel sometimes. Like you feel like you blew up. You feel like you're a star. You feel like you made it. Even though you might be doing something like, I believe he's talking about orientation um, in the in the chorus. Just like when you're, you know, you're excited because you made it to college, you made it to, you know, wherever you're you're trying to make it to, um, and saying we major, you know, you know, I I love the hook basically, and um, you know, in Kanye, I feel like it's a lot of flack nowadays, um, and I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm not getting into all that. I try to avoid all that controversy stuff. Is there's a thousand podcasters and people who you know already cover it and give their opinions, so like I don't want to contribute to it either way, but. Um, I think there's always a good chance to you know to look back in, in an artist and say like, hey, look, look at this other things that he created. Um, you know, they brought these other things to the table. So you know, check it out. Let's remember them for some of those things, and hopefully, you know, we'll get some of that stuff again in the future. I'm always wanting positivity for everybody. I'm, I man, especially you know at this point in life, I'm just so sick of all the negativity from every side. I just don't care. I could care less. Um, I wish everyone to do well and get better. And yeah, so I, you know, if you're out there and you're having any kind of success, you're having a great moment, put on that Kanye West, uh, give it a chance, you know, throw on We Major if you haven't heard it. It wasn't a radio single, it's like a classic from the album. Um, so hope you guys enjoyed that music pick for the music of the week. So it is 2023, and I'm just getting into Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I know that sounds crazy. Especially because I live outside of Philadelphia. And one of the greatest things about the show is I know so many of these locations. It's made, not only is it made like for those locations, but I feel like there's definitely a Philly vibe about these people. They remind me of a lot of my friends um, or not of not my direct friends. Definitely people I've met. Um, it's a very real show. And I, I don't even know if they're actually from Philadelphia. Like, it's just so weird. But um, I have to imagine, or they're just great actors with great writers because... It really feels like that that kind of a show. And I think there's another season coming out um, in the beginning of June, June 7th or 9th, I think, um, which is pretty crazy. I think they have 17 seasons at this point. Are they about to have 17 seasons? I can't believe it. So I'm, I'm happy because I've been saying there's a drought in entertainment for a long time. And I have to find a show like that I can sink my teeth into. I've seen so many episodes already multiple times. I just put them on, watch them. I might even fall asleep and get up and watch them again. Excuse me, I don't care. You know, it's just it's just been such a fun experience. So if you guys never seen Always Sunny, it's definitely a show that fits right up my alley. I feel like it fits my maturity level, which is I'm older, but I also have the sense of humor of like a 19-year-old, right? Like, um, or at least a 19-year-old from my generation, which includes a lot of horrible, taboo, vulgar stuff. Um, and like, there's not many shows that do that anymore. I don't know what was wrong with our generation, but we love saying horrible, horrible things, and we thought it was hilarious. Um, I know that might not fly for everyone nowadays, but we thought it was, you know, hilarious for what it was, knowing it was a joke. None of those things are, you know, funny in reality, but good comedians, um, you know, tackle tough subjects and make you think about it, make you talk about it and maybe even make you laugh while you're going through it to kind of take a little sting off that topic. 
And that's what they do, I think, on Always and Sunny in Philadelphia. They're, they're relentless on the, the topics they go for, the things they do, at least in that first season or uh, the first two seasons where I'm at right now. Um, yeah, so if you've never seen it, definitely worth checking it out. I'm probably the last person who hasn't seen it, so I might, not, I might, I mean, I might be telling you guys anything you don't know. Um, but another show that might be lesser known, I think it is a bit more current, is a show I like a lot called Broad City. Now, Broad City is a show my wife threw on. Um, she had found the show, and a lot of times when that happens, you know, she might pick something that I can kind of get down with or something that's kind of made more for, I guess, um, I don't know, how would you call it, a more um, emotional demographic, right? Um, that can be pretty emotional, but there's definitely certain things like This Is Us, which is a TV show I can't stand. Um, this is tries to make you cry every, you know, all over and over again. I know a lot of people like it, and I just really dislike that. So Broad City is not that. Broad City is raw. It is crazy. It's very similar to Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, the topics are hardcore, and it's you know they, they say like it doesn't like non flinching right like it's just non flinching comedy. They just don't care, and they go there, and I love that. So Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Broad City are the two shows I'm currently watching right now. I'm always looking for something else to to go out there. I'm a I'm an Anthony Jeselnik fan. I'm super. I'm trying to be disappointed about it, but I'm super disappointed that he's actually coming to my area. I never got to see him live, and I haven't seen any material recently. Um, and I would really love to see what Anthony Jeselnik is doing in 2023 because it's probably hardcore and insane. Um, I hope he hasn't tamed it down. I doubt he would, but uh, I would love to see him live. Um, was, he's he's so bad. Even my wife's like, "Yeah, I'm not going to go see him with you. Like, if you go do that, I'm not going to go with you." And I 100% was like, awesome, I'm going by myself. <laughs> I will buy my own ticket and go watch Anthony Jeselnik in a stadium or wherever he'll be by myself and just laugh my ass off because um, he is hilarious and he is crazy. And I think there's a time and place for that. Um, for me, it's most of the time. But like, it's just something that I think that, you know, it's something you can kind of just laugh with personally. There used to be a time where you could turn around and talk to most people about those things. And everyone's so trained to have like kind of like a trigger reaction to something uh, it's hard to find a safe space where you kind of just talk to someone and just you know let those crazy thoughts out your head and then go back to paying your taxes and being a mature adult right afterwards right um but yeah so those little things are cool i got to see joy joe joe coy recently um it really got me kind of itching to go see some more stand-up comedy acts and experience them because i love joe coy but in, in person he is absolutely amazing um, he is worth every penny of whatever experiences you get to have. If you get to go see him anywhere, definitely go see it. And I, I imagine Anthony Dustin is going to be the same. I just can't even imagine actually um, how raw it could be live. You know, not not the stuff that actually makes it to the tape or the special. Um, but hopefully they'll see that. So that's kind of my thing for entertainment this week. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, Broad City. Uh, if you never heard of Anthony Jeselnik and, and you have... Um, a darkness inside your soul that needs to be, you know, um, needs to giggle, then look up Anthony Jeselnik and watch some of his stuff or listen to his specials. He's absolutely insane and extremely, extremely offensive. For anyone out there who, you know, doesn't like offensive humor, then don't listen to him. Just go ahead and skip that recommendation. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's everything I got for entertainment this week. Movie of the week. Movie of the week is an interesting interesting uh, pick this week, and I'm kind of going to talk about it a little bit on the after show also. If you guys don't know, after a little commercial jingle that we have there, a little jazz breakdown they do, I sometimes do a little after show where I kind of just you know talk about some regular stuff. 
And I'm going to talk about this movie um, and, and that, that topic also because it kind of affects my personal life in some kind of a way. So the movie is called I Don't Remember. And that's the whole point. I, don't, I saw a movie this week and I don't remember what it was called. And I don't remember what happened. But I knew I kind of liked it. And I thought it was pretty good. And that was weird to me because I'm a big movie buff. And it was weird that I did not remember what the name of the movie was. So I turned to my wife and said, hey, she's the one that found it. She Googled it or whatever. She found the name of the movie. And she said, hey, let's try it. Let's give this a try. And it worked out. I said, hey, what was the name of that movie we saw recently? She did not remember. And she remembered like one detail of the movie. I was able to kind of re-find it again. I tried to Google it. I could not find it. I tried to describe it. It didn't. It not, nothing clicked for me. And then for her, same thing. And eventually we found out the movie's called The Wretched. It's on Netflix. And it is worth a watch. If you're a horror movie fan, it's a decent horror movie. Does it reinvent the wheel? No, but it does bring something fresh. It has a little twisty twist. And it's a decent film. Everyone acts well in it. It's well produced. Um, it's a little bit newer and a little bit updated. But a lot of some of this classic horror movie feels. It it's kind, kind of seems like just what the doctor ordered when it comes to horror movies. Is the greatest film ever? Not saying that. I'm saying it's a very strong you know, showing. And I hope whoever made the film and those actors involved make more films. What else could you ask for? But why could I not remember what it was called? And Quentin Tarantino and Channing Tatum this week, I guess this was trending this week, have brought up some interesting topics about streaming services and movies. And what it is it to, what is it to make a good movie nowadays, especially when it, they come to just streaming services. They kind of don't feel like movies. They kind of just feel like products. These are words I'm paraphrasing from Quentin Tarantino and Channing Tatum. They both kind of share the same sentiment. And at first when I heard that, I thought, hmm. I disagree. I don't know. I don't think so. I think that, you know, this is the way it is. It's still the future. And then, basically, a few hours later, when I could not remember the movie I saw this weekend, which was a movie that I enjoyed, I said, I got I to gotta give those guys some more, some more thought. I got to reconsider what they're saying because um, that's a problem. That's a problem. I remember Morgan Freeman said, the only real advertising is word of mouth. And that's horrible if I can't tell you to go watch The Wretched on Netflix because I forgot what it's called. Because the movie didn't have any actors. Uh, the title, you know, to be fair, is a pretty generic. Um, it doesn't necessarily talk about, you know, it doesn't really like bring up what the movie actually is in my mind. Um, you know, my daughter's making a map. Um, it isn't really map. Yeah, I don't want to expose it. But she's making a map of Fortnite. We talk about map names. And I was so proud. She gave me a really good map name. Um, and her map she's working on is called Fun City. It's basically a city where you have fun. I'm like, yeah, that's really good. I like that name. It works really well for Fortnite. The Wretched, I don't know what that means. You know, is, is it a wretched creature? Is it a beast? What, what is that? Wretched? Is it a bad woman? Like, what is the, the wretched? Like, what does that mean? I don't know. And, um... Yeah, and the movie, after watching the movie, and I remember now what it's about, I don't think that name goes well. I actually think it, I don't want to spoil like what the movie's about, but there's actually some other names that would have worked a lot what, what better for it. But you see this a lot on streaming services. You see these like, generic names, and it's kind of what we used to get when we used to talk about movies that were straight to video. Straight to video movies sometimes could be good, but there's something about them. It seemed like they didn't have the polish or something that you know made them worthy of a major theatrical, like, theatrical release. And... It's a shame because The Wretched was a decent movie. If I saw it in theaters, I would have been happy with that 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 watch. If it had maybe a better name or I had a you know theater experience, we knew what the box office was. 
Uh, if it did well at the box office, people would talk about that. It's a number. That's something people always throw around. Um, like Little Mermaid right now is doing good at the box office. Everyone's talking about that. It kind of validates it. You know, when people are giving some kind of controversy to Little Mermaid, and for them to say, hey, look, we're actually making money now. Mario did that, right? Super Mario Brothers, there was a controversy there. I think it broke a billion dollars. So at that point, you know, what else are you going to say? The proof is in the pudding that people wanted to watch it. But with The Wretched and on Netflix, how do we quantify that that was a successful movie? So I'm going to talk about that more on the, the after show. But that is what I wanted to say for the movie of the week. That's my pick. Um, again, you know, if you want something to watch, you don't mind watching horror movies, you think they're kind of interesting or whatever, I think it's kind of a slow season, and The Wretched is a, is a surefire bet. If you're already paying for Netflix, you basically already paid for it, so you might as well watch it, right? Especially if you got nothing else going on. But that's my pick for Movie of the Week. Welcome to the after show with Sammy Rye. Uh, this is the part of the show where we, we let our hair down. Not so much charisma, not so much showmanship that you guys all come to expect. Just plain old me. Plain old Lou, right? I'm, you know, my name is Luis, if you guys don't know. Uh, Sammy Rye is just my moniker. It's what I go by, right? Here on the after show, I get to be just me. Just plain old me and tell you what's going on in my life. If you guys care, if you guys are interested, want to get real, right? little... Little mental therapy section here of the podcast, right? Uh, always thank you so much if you decide to hang out this long. That is awesome. And yeah, I mean, um, yeah, the main thing I was thinking about this week was just that whole thing. You know, what's happening to movies? What's happening to films? I think as you get older, people tend to look at everything like, you know, the, the, the world is falling down. And I always remind myself that, no, the world will be here long after we're dead and gone. Um, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be even more awesome than it was when we were here. Because that's what history has shown us. You know, we will keep on improving and things will keep getting better. And if one day the whole thing blows up, well, you know, it was fun while it lasted. There's nothing we really do about that. And worrying about that kind of a thing is just not really, you know, it's not really basically worth your time and energy. Your life is short. So when these people are talking about, you know, all the problems with Hollywood and all these things, I am one usually quickly to kind of just glance it over and say, okay, guys, you know, you're done. You're bowing out. You know, you're at the end of your careers. You know, that's that you don't want to talk about this anymore. You're kind of over it. But for younger people coming in, you know, they're excited. People who haven't gotten in, um, like myself, you know, for example, I would love to get into Hollywood and make films and, you know, work for a streaming service or like that. That would be awesome compared to the normal stuff I do. So when I hear people you know, talking about that kind of stuff and bashing it, I'm like, yeah, man, you're old. <laughs> the worst day on a movie set is is like still like the best day of like any job. I remember hearing that quote from, um, I think the movie The Room um, is an, an actress talking about it and how you know horrible it is working on that particular movie. Um, but it's, I mean, I've had those small experiences doing music videos, doing stunt videos. It is fun getting together with people you know and trying to make a movie, trying to make a video, trying to do something like that. Um, it's just always a fun experience. And even if you're doing it, again, with just a few friends and it's local and it's indie, it's a great time. Um, even when it's rough and it's hard, you know, it's... It's such a cool thing to be like living and making art and working on something and wondering how it's going to turn out, problem solving. It's super interesting. So, you know, there is something to say about that, though. Like these movies have to matter on some kind of a, some kind of level. You know, like Channing Tatum was saying that basically like movies 
a lot of movies on the streaming service are just products. It's like they have to fill a void. They have to get something out. Um, and so many movies have been done, you kind of can do a little paint by numbers, right? Say, hey, look, we need a movie like this, that, and a third. It needs to just hit off some checkboxes. They go out and they have a production company that gets decent at you know doing that, hitting those checkboxes, making some movies, churning them out, lower cost, not having any big name actors. And then you got a movie you could watch. And if you're looking for something to watch on a weekend and you, you, know, you want to see something different, there's, as long as they have something new there, the technology is cheaper, there's more cameras that you can have and other editing software, it makes all kinds of things possible. You know, I'm talking about Fortnite Creative and all the cool things you can do there. I mean, you can create some very cool experiences for, for no, no cost besides your time, just putting in time and effort. You know, once people start taking that thing serious in a few years and you have teams of maybe four to 16 people working on a map, who knows what kind of worlds are going to build? You know, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be such a fun experience that you can go and, and enjoy. Um, yeah, so with films, it's like, well, how do you compete? How do you, how do you stay relevant? How do you catch up? How do you trend when you have these movies that are decent, but no one's really in them? And it seems like this, Hollywood's had a really hard time at harnessing young actors. I think a lot of people have, you know, foregone the system of trying to go to Hollywood and selling their souls and doing all these things. And people always make it seem like it's so difficult and hard. And it probably is. And sometimes you might have to compromise yourself. You probably do. I wouldn't know. Um, but I definitely can understand people's mindset when they say, hey, well, I'm just going to go to YouTube. I'm just going to go to TikTok. I'm just going to make my own videos here, kind of run my own thing and maybe make a little bit of money and get some attention. And people are able to do that and they do relatively quickly without having to go into the Hollywood system. I've always thought it's been a shame that Hollywood hasn't gone to those YouTubers and tried to get some of them to become actors. But then I could be wrong. Maybe they don't want to leave. Maybe they, they don't want to give up on their following. Maybe they like having complete control and they don't want to get into a system where they're working for somebody else. That also makes sense. So I don't know which really the problem is. I don't know if it's, you know, Hollywood not recruiting. Um, they are The system has always been known for being a, a place where there's a lot of friends, hiring friends. Definitely a lot of actors and writers you hear about, um, directors you hear about that happen to be the friend of someone else. And that's why they're now the director of some big budget film or writer of some big budget film. Um, so there's that nepotism there. And that might have been bad for them. Not not really having a real way to bring in fresh talent. Um, maybe that's hurting them. But whatever the case is, there's a lot of streaming services. I know Paramount or Peacock actually just made a play to up the price on their, their streaming service. Um, and yeah, I've even had some people I've heard say they're going back to getting cable packages because at this point, you know, they're paying $60, $70 or $80 for three or four major platforms for streaming. They're thinking, why not pay $100 for an entire cable package and have, you know, hundreds of channels and a DVR that records the shows that you, you, you don't want to miss and all that stuff, you know, the local sports and stuff like that. Um, and there's a good, there's a good point to that, right? So all the years... People swore they're going to cable cut and get away from, you know, um, these cable companies. And now you're seeing that, you know, these 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 providers have gone out and made their own apps. It's not just Netflix anymore. And, you know, and even Netflix is struggling to find enough content to compete with everybody else. Like if Netflix is in a position where they made enough TV shows and movies, you would never have to go anywhere else. Then that'd be fine. But it seems like they've had some some hard times getting maybe major actors to be in their films or to stay on their platform, you know, um, these actors also go do other things. You know, I know The Rock did something for Netflix, but then The Rock's also doing something for Universal. And uh, when they're in, the, in terms of, um, you know, more more movies for them with Fast and the Furious and any other franchises they probably want to do, uh, it's probably hard to keep those kind of big stars on that platform, especially when 
they're going to feel like they're making movies and no one's watching. Um, or that people are watching, but you can't really quantify how many of them are watching, right? If you want to feel like the movie's successful, how do, how do you know that, right? I mean, even you know in the Fortnite ecosystem, I have to keep mentioning it because it's one of the leading cutting-edge ecosystems that everyone needs to be watching. You can go on there and see. I can, I can go on there right now and see a map. Someone might be playing. Maybe two people playing that map. Maybe 500 people playing that map. Maybe 2,000 people playing that map. I've seen some maps where 20,000 people are playing that map. Fortnite's main maps, they they have um, up to half a million people playing some of their main modes. Um, overall, you might you know look around the menu, quickly see where a million or two million people currently are, just at a glance, looking at a, a few different experiences they have. And you can say, oh, well, that's what success is. These are the guys that are, that are being successful. This is where that money's going. And with Netflix, you know, their top 10 is a little suspect on how they do it. They're not very transparent on how they do their top 10. Um, I've, you know, people have different top 10s based on like what they like to watch. So it's kind of like your top 10. It also seems like sometimes they force movies into the top 10. I'm not sure if anyone's even watching them. I don't think those are good moves. I think just like a box office, they should have some kind of system. Just like a Nielsen rating, they should have some kind of system that shows when they're succeeding. And that's something that's comparable to the other streaming platforms. And it seems like they don't want to do that. None of them. None of the streaming platforms want to do that. They want to have it so they all just seem like they're doing great. And eventually, consumers are going to catch on, and they're going to make the pivot, um, and they're going to find other ways to enjoy themselves. So I'm excited you know, for the future of all those things, but I definitely think Quentin and Channing Tatum both had some good points. That currently, there's not enough advertisement, none of eyes, um, none of star power behind some of these films are coming straight to streaming services, and that's not a great thing for those streaming services. I think it makes it seem like they, the, the services don't matter. Um, even for Disney Plus, which I've had for a while, I feel like there's been a little gap since the last time there's been a big major thing coming to their service. Um, and besides Marvel, you know, there's not a lot of things that even come to that service. I feel like so, you know, I definitely can see that's one that you know you might people might cut off every once in a while, and not always watch that. And um, yeah, that's not that's not that doesn't look good for the for those those companies because if you have people saying they're going to go back to cable then you're in a bad position. Uh, I think, um, you know, there's been even talks with cable providers, you know, penalizing or making the fines higher or the fees higher for people being on cable, some of those platforms. And there's been fights over certain content leaving cable. And you, if you can give them a, a leg to stand on to show that some people are going back to cable, that's not going to be good for negotiations. It'd be, it, would, it would suck, I guess, to see some of these platforms go away. I just think the prices are out of control. Um, I think the HBO Max thing with Discovery, you know, this they're looking at a, at a current ecosystem where you're going to have to pay about $100 for a few different apps that aren't always changing. Um, and cable TV has that whole channel surfing thing. It feels like something else is always coming on. It's it's not a good look, you know. So I definitely think they have the money to fix these things. But it seems like all the companies are having a really hard time putting together a team, getting that talent, um, getting everybody in there to to do that and yeah with you know a lot of creators going to other places tiktok spend their time there you know youtube obviously um i'm always recommending fortnite creative you know vr eventually once that picks up apple's vr is going to come out soon you're going to see some people start talking about that um yeah i think a lot of people who wanted to be movie stars and um you know go out to hollywood and be writers there and creators there might be losing that to some of the other places and they had to figure out a way to do that right how to solve that and believe it or not, that is my personal me letting my hair down thing because that's what I think about, you know, during my regular day. My family's fine. Thank you. 
everyone's healthy, everything's cool. Um, but you know, when I'm sitting around and people are saying, Hey, what's, what's eating you? What's bothering you? <laughs> That's what's on my mind this week. <laughs> uh, but I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. Hope you guys are having a great week. And of course, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I'm Sammy Rye. Peace.